Hello and welcome to the New to Canada podcast, the show that shares honest, real-life stories and insider info from internationals living in Canada. I am your host, Kate Johnson, and I made the big move from England to Canada in 2017 after falling in love with a Canadian. Join me as I chat with fellow newcomers and learn all about where they are from in the world, why they chose Canada as their new home, and the lessons they've learnt along the way. It's great to have you. Managing your personal finances is one of those huge and often daunting tasks when you move to a new country. Newcomers often watch their savings dwindle as they struggle to find a job. They battle with higher living costs than they're used to and have to build a Canadian credit score from scratch. This episode's guest is Jodie from Montego Bay, Jamaica, a self-confessed personal finance geek and the founder of the empowering financial blog Abundance of Joe. Give yourself an income and, and give yourself a time frame. If I need to find a job within three months and I need, my, my, I need something to support me then, this is how much I'm going to be spending for this month and be very consistent with it and try to be, I'm not recommending frugality because it's not the best way to live, but with the tips that we've offered here and the different apps that are available, you can save some money, but have a budget, have a plan and, and try as much as possible to work within that budget. In this episode, Jodie shares her story of moving from Jamaica to Vancouver in 2015 to pursue her MBA and tells us her best tips and tricks to get financially ahead as a Canadian newcomer so that we can all live an abundant life. Let's start the show. Hi, Jodie. How are you? Hi, Kate. I'm doing well. I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I am good. Well, I'm on my fourth coffee, so regretting that slightly. <laughs> Maybe speaking way too quickly for this podcast this afternoon. We'll see how we go. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> I never used to drink yeah. coffee and then I moved to Canada and it's just ah, such a big thing here, I think. Yes, it I've is. got on the coffee train. It's delicious though. How is your week going? Oh, it's been going well. Um, we've been getting a lot of rain here in um, Toronto, so it's been kind of dark most days. But the sun is coming out today, so that's good. Um, and, you know, just trying to, you know, get through the pandemic and the lockdowns yes. that are here right now in Toronto as well. But yeah. um, trying to stay positive and, and make the most of the situation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think if it was a bit more sunny, it would be it would be a bit easier. But it's kind of the gloom and the lockdown. It's a, yes. a terrible duo, but <laughs> it we'll is. get through it. Yes, we will. Yeah. So you've lived in Canada for six years now. Yes, a long oh. time. And you, yeah. your first few years were spent in Vancouver, but now you're in Toronto, like you just said. Yes. So yes. Um, which city do you prefer? Big question. Ooh, ooh. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I, I don't get like, um, you know, manhandled by people who uh, live in a city that I will not choose. Um, I have to say, this is a, it's actually a very tough question. Um, because both cities have, you know, they have like unique characteristics. Um, but there's something special about Vancouver mm. and the West Coast and the Pacific Northwest. There's just something special about that place. Yeah. Um, I really did love living in Vancouver. It was beautiful. Everything was there. The mountains, the sea, the ocean. Um, it was just a beautiful place. I mean, it rains a lot, but... You get through the rain and then you see the mountains mountains in the distance and it, there's just something about the beauty and the lush greenery that was just something that just made me feel at peace and relaxed. So Vancouver yeah. was really a place where I could get into nature and feel at peace with a lot of things. Like I, I was in school when I was in Vancouver, so a lot of pressure, a lot of things to do. And just the natural environment really helped me get through that. And it also reminded me of home um, because of the mountains, because of the beaches. Um, and it was yeah. and some really nice people as well. Yeah, I was going to say, you have a bit of everything. You've got the beach, you've got yes. the ocean, you've got the mountains, you've got the yes. city life. Yeah, yes. I've been to Vancouver a couple of times, but I definitely need to do my big west trip i uh, still need to do that um i see all of these beautiful lakes in alberta too i want to just yes. explore all of that place yeah, so beautiful yeah one day soon <laughs> yes one day 
one day it's coming <laughs> <laughs> so let's yeah. get stuck in you were born in montego bay in jamaica that's right. That's right. and yeah i'm really looking forward to hearing all about it i've always wanted to go <laughs> the birthplace of reggae music one yes. of my best friends actually went there just before the pandemic lucky oh, her lucky and girl <laughs> she has not stopped gushing about it since it sounds amazing so it's definitely on my list yes but um yeah what was it like growing up there um, so Jamaica is a fascinating country. Um, our culture is amazing. And for me, I am from Montego Bay and it's a coastal city. So we do have um, beaches. We have lots of um, hotels. So a strong tourist area. It's one of our um, tourist uh, cities in the, in the country. And you get to see a lot of people. I remember, you know, growing up, we always went to the beaches almost every Sunday um, that was a really, really good thing I remember from growing up. Um, we would go to the beach in the mornings. We'll also go to the beach at night. Night beach is amazing and it, yes. it is a thing. Yeah. And the ocean was warm. Yes, oh. yes. <laughs> oh, the dream. Yes, wow. very warm. And, um, you know, growing up, the, the reggae music is also really, really good. Very sensual, very... Uh, practical and it talks about Jamaican life and you know the, the music and the culture and and also the language so we speak a dialect called um we call it patois mm -hmm. so wagwan for example for wagwan. what's going on yes wagwan <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of that um with the culture and the people are very friendly Jamaican people are extremely friendly and helpful um, one thing I must say about Jamaican people and, you know, growing up in, in beautiful Montego Bay, you know, there's never a dull moment. Uh, Montego Bay is the home of, uh, at the time we had the, um, what we call Sumfest or Summerfest. So every July we have all these um, amazing reggae and dancehall performers come down to Montego wow. Bay and it's a big production. People come from all over the world in July, the second week, I think in July, weekend in July, and it's jam packed. Usually there's lots of traffic and <laughs> a lot of people are, are in, in the city, people from Kingston, which is our capital city in Jamaica. And then you have people from all over the world and a lot of expats, people who are living all over the world usually come back for that particular um, festival. So that was something that we looked forward to um, every year. And then it's also the home of the Jamaica Jazz and Blues Festival. And that happens in wintertime here, like in January. And a lot of people, once again, would come to come to Montego Bay for that. And we had performers from all over the world. Celine Dion also came one year. And um, Diana Ross oh, and wow, cool. a lot of interesting people. Maroon 5. <laughs> so very exciting. People love to have fun in Jamaica. The party scene is very active. <laughs> wow, that is my kind of place. Oh, I'm in the wrong country, I think. <laughs> So yeah. everything that we hear about the music and the colours and energy and people of Jamaica is true, would you say? Yes. One thing with Jamaicans, we're very colourful people, um, very active. Uh, our culture is just off the charts. Like we have such an amazing, amazing culture. I, I can't stop talking about that. Um, Bob Marley and, and the impact that he's had on the world. Yes. Uh, we also have Usain Bolt. So Usain was the fastest man alive, and maybe he's still the fastest man alive. And just his story is also very inspirational. Mm -hmm. um, and we have, we still are, you know, producing a lot of uh, athletes, a lot of musicians, people who are doing amazing things in this world. And, you know, I'm very proud to be a Jamaican. I must say, like, it's a, it's a fantastic, beautiful country. And when you visit, when you finally get a chance to visit, I, I know you'll enjoy yourself and you'll have a wonderful time. Uh, we have beautiful beaches, amazing music, fantastic people. It's just a fun time all around. Oh. Yes. Well, it's definitely a beautiful place to grow up. Tropical yes. paradise. Very yes. jealous. The third largest <laughs> island in the Caribbean. Yes. Wait, do you say Caribbean or do you say Caribbean? Caribbean. Caribbean. Yes. 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 See, <laughs> I always doubt myself with these Americans and Canadians. Okay, good. Yeah. It's, I guess it's that British root, isn't it? We say, the yes. same, say it the same way. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's it. And, and now I hear it's Caribbean. Caribbean. Yeah, Caribbean. No, Caribbean. Caribbean. Yeah, we're right. Yeah, right, don't worry. Caribbean. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So have you made it back in the last six years? 
I have. So I went back in 2017, I believe it was. Nice. Or 2018. Nice. 2018. Yes, 2018. <laughs> right wow. before the pandemic, thank God. Yeah. I was able to go back home and it's 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 beautiful. We have some more um, infrastructure, which is really good to see. Um, we recently introduced a new highway. So from Kingston, which is our capital city, and it's in the east, to Jamaica, to Montego Bay, sorry. It usually takes um, four hours. Now we have a new highway, and it takes about maybe two and a half hours, which oh, is wow. amazing. Huge difference. A huge All those difference. people that can go and work in the city, that's yes, great. Yes, exactly. Really good. There's no tolls or anything, like the freaking 407. <laughs> there is a toll, unfortunately. <laughs> you always have to pay for your time. It's worth it, kind of, but then it's yes. like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what do you miss the most when you think about back home, other than the obvious, you know, friends and family? What what do you miss about Jamaica? Um, Everything, by the sounds of it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, right? Um, I think I miss... There's just something about being back home where it's it's more peaceful. I think it's the natural beauty of, of, of Jamaica, in, and it's unspoiled. Like, it's just... In the in the rawest form, um, yeah. the green trees and and the birds and and just it's a simpler life, I think. I was going to say, do you think it's like a slower pace to everything? Yes. Even though you have the parties, but then you know, I can imagine it's quite slow as well, and it's yes. chilled and yes, yeah. a little bit more chilled, and and it's not as you know. I mean, we work hard and everything there as well, but it's not as fast paced. Mm-hmm. And you can really relax yeah. when you're in Jamaica. And the beach is always like right there. Like everywhere you go, there is the beach. Unless you live really inland, like some parishes, you're far in. So you have to drive a, a good distance to get to the beach. But for the most part, um, the beach is always there on a Sunday. You, if you want to just go and relax, you can just go to the beach. It's not a, it, it's not something that you have to really plan for. You can do an impromptu beach visit and just take, just listen to the waves and the ocean. It's just a, a beautiful, a beautiful thing. When I went back home in 2018, I made that a point to go to the beach and really relax and just, you know, just enjoy and, and be at peace. You yeah. know, you really can't beat it. And it's strange to think everybody kind of has that same reaction, I think, to the ocean and the sound of yes. the waves and the feeling of your sand between your toes and the breeze in the palm trees. It's just that it's so indescribable, that feeling that you get. It's yes. yeah to have that every day. I always wonder, do you get sick of that when you live there, though? Or is it just always <laughs> special? Um no, yeah, it's still special. And and now looking back, um, growing up, we really did take it for granted. Mm. I know I took it for, for granted, especially growing up in in a coastal city. I yeah. took it for granted because I could always just go to the beach. It was never, I could literally drive ten minutes and get to the beach, or yeah. even walk maybe twenty minutes and get to the beach. It was that easy. And now it's more of a, a trek to do <laughs> yeah. that. So I. I I think we we took it for granted. So I I, I do miss it. And so in Montego Bay, I've heard that obviously tourism is is huge there. Lots of tourists, cruise ships coming through. Yes. A a tourist scene as as a good thing? Yes. Yes. One thing I can say that tourists are well treated in Jamaica. You know, we tourism is one of our and maybe is our number one source of income i would say for the country um Mm -hmm. it's it's a big driver for our economy so of course you know covid really did do a number on our tourism industry unfortunately um so tourists are well taken care of i must say um i i have family who do work in tourism so i know firsthand that you know it's it's an amazing amazing thing and we we take care of our tourists yeah what do they do your family Oh, so my family is in the transportation, tourism transportation business. Oh, cool. Right? So taking tourists. Shuttles to the airport. Port, and things exactly. Like that. Nice. Yeah. So that's what my, my family, my grandfather um, started a company. And um, he recently passed away, unfortunately. Um, but the company is oh, still sorry. there. Yeah, thank you. The company is still there. And, and we're still in that business. We're picking up now. Um, because especially with the U.S., the vaccination rate is really good there. So some tourists are coming back into the country and there are some incentives also for tourists to come back. So um, it's 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 getting yeah, better. Some palm trees, that's the incentive. Yes, 
exactly. I feel like I just need that in my life. Oh, God, it's been so long. <laughs> so what can you recommend to do or visit when I do go? Is there something okay. in Jamaica that's maybe off the beaten path a little bit that's that not many tourists know about? Give us the, the inside info. All right, awesome. Okay, so uh, let's see. Off the beat, I'm going to give you the... the, the things that most tourists would probably do when they go and they go to Dunn's River so it's a falls a very beautiful like the water is amazing serene and it's you climb the falls like wow, it's, it's cool. that yeah it's not like Niagara Falls where you just go and look this one you can actually <laughs> interact with I love that what is this Niagara Falls boring <laughs> <laughs> can I climb it <laughs> you can't climb in no like you'll lose your life but with this one you can actually literally climb the falls and then you the, cool. there are tour guides that will help you climb it. Um, so you should definitely do that. And, and the beauty of Duns River Falls is you have the falls coming down and then there's like the ocean, right? Like the, the, the river runs straight into the ocean. So you oh, can go nice. into the ocean and then climb the falls or then climb the falls and then go into the ocean wow. at the same time. That's amazing. And then um, in terms of the other thing I'd strongly recommend, and this is in Negril, N-E-G-R-I-L, Negril, um, when you go there, go to Rick's ca Cafe. Um, from there, if you're into jumping off a cliff, that kind of a thing, you can jump off this very high cliff and jump into the water and enjoy yourself. And it's, there's also a bar and restaurant there. Good music, good food. I strongly recommend that. And um, there's another falls in the same parish as Negril um, in Westmoreland. Um, it's called YS Falls. That one is a little bit more... I would say more off the beaten track. Many people mm -hmm. don't go to that one. Duns River is far more popular, but that is a very beautiful, beautiful um, place that you should visit. And there's also Portland. So that's a parish in the far east of the country. Beautiful, beautiful place. Um, it's also another place that has this unspoiled beauty. And it's one, I think it's one of the most beautiful parishes in the country fantastic yes i am stoked i'm going yes yes <laughs> so good yeah so you mentioned food we cannot talk about jamaica without talking about the food i actually worked in a jamaican restaurant when i was at university nice. in england and the chefs were all jamaican and they cooked using their family recipes so yes. every lunch or dinner during my shift i'd be loading up on curry goat and patties and, yes. and ackee salt fish i love ackee salt fish so um, good yeah, I just fell in love with the flavours. It's all so rich and spicy and amazing. And it really just shows how bland our food is in comparison. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah we, we use a lot of spices. A lot yeah. of spices. So everything is super spicy. Um, Aki and saltfish is delicious. Um, it's one of my favourite so favorite foods of all time. And I'm very happy I can get Aki. Here oh, I was going to say, so you found your ingredients in Canada. Okay. Yes, awesome. yes, very good. happy. Good and I get my codfish here as well, which is also our saltfish. So I'm able to make my ackee and saltfish. I made it for breakfast recently, I think a week ago, and it was so delicious. Yeah, oh, the gosh. food is amazing. The jerk chicken. Um, I think in Canada, we are very lucky. We have quite a few restaurants here that we can um, always go to and, and the food is usually pretty good so good have you got a, a recommendation for a jamaican restaurant so if there's any jamaicans listening and ah. you found a good spot for them to check out maybe in vancouver or toronto or all right so in vancouver there's one called calabash and they're in okay. east vancouver i think yeah east vancouver in, in the gastown area vancouverites will know what i'm talking about yeah yeah <laughs> In the Gastown, in the Gastown area. And then in Toronto, um, my go-to restaurant here um, for amazing Jamaican food is uh, Sunrise. So I'm always at Sunrise, like literally, always mm. there, <laughs> always. And um, another one is Potluck here in, on, in the GTA. Yeah. So those wow. are two good restaurants I'd strongly recommend. Okay, yeah. good to know, good to know. That may be, be my middle ground until I can get over there for real. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so how old were you when you first started thinking about leaving Jamaica and um, moving overseas? Good question. Um, I would say I was probably around 23, 24, thereabout. Um, I had just finished university. I studied communications and I was working um, with the government of Jamaica at the time. And um, I 
was enjoying my job, learning a lot and, and learning a lot about public relations, which, which was my specialty. And I wanted to go back to school um, to pursue an MBA. Um, I wanted to round out my business skills and, you know, add some more skills to my toolkit. And I, I figured an MBA would be a good choice for what I wanted to do for the rest of my career and for my life. Um, so around that time, I wanted to, I studied in Jamaica. I did my first degree there in Jamaica and I wanted to expand my horizons, you know, visit somewhere else and go to another country and, and, you know, try their education. So, um, I started doing my, doing my research and, um, Canada stood out because they had really good programs and, um, they were a bit more affordable than the U.S., Mm-hmm. Um, so, cause I looked at the US, looked at the UK, also looked at, um, Canada. And in terms of pricing, it was good and they have a very good reputation. So around that time, I decided that, okay, I'm going to take the leap. Let's figure out how we're going to do this, what I need to do. So I had to do the GRE or the GMAT. I think I did the GRE. So I had to, you know, start studying for that. Uh, luckily, I found a course in Jamaica that offered um, GRE uh, programs, so I was able to go through the course and did the test, got my results, and then I started applying for schools here in Canada. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. So you landed in Vancouver. So Canada was was your top choice, and then yes. that was the first kind of foreign country that you'd lived in long term. Yes, yes. So for the first yeah. time. What was your initial impressions of Vancouver when you first arrived? Oh, first arrived. Okay. Um, when I got here and I, I landed in Vancouver, um, the first thing I noticed about Vancouver was, um, that it was just very beautiful. I have to keep saying that it was (laughs) beautiful, like very nice, um, evergreen trees. It was very, cause I, I arrived in the summer, so I came luckily when it wasn't too cold and um, when I landed, it was nice and sunny and it was still beautiful. When I went to my orientation, you know, no jackets. I was still wearing regular clothes like what I wore in Jamaica. It was still summertime. It was pretty and, and not too congested. Uh, when I went to downtown Vancouver for the first time, it was fascinating with all these tall buildings. And there's room for me to relax and, and be at peace as well. Yeah. It wasn't too busy. It wasn't it's too a congested. Balance, for sure. A good yeah. balance. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, so that's cool that you came and, and you were wearing the same clothes because that was going to yes. be my question. You know, how did you find Canadian weather in comparison to, <laughs> to Jamaica? You obviously picked a good time of year to ease yourself into it. Yes, I got lucky that I um, came for orientation. So I came around and the end of August. So it was still nice. summer and the cold started actually in um, in November. Mm-hmm. So it started to get a little cold in October You know, but you wear like a nice light jacket. And then November 1st, I'll never forget. November 1st (laughs) came around and it started to get dark and rainy and everything changed from then. It was just rain every single day. And I realized, okay, my my little jacket that I've been wearing, my little fall jacket, that's not going to cut it. Exactly. (laughs) So let's we're going to have to go shopping. So I had to go and find like a nice thick jacket because it was really getting cold and I needed to get waterproof boots and get my waterproof um, spray. So you have to spray your boots because of the rain. And I'll never forget one of my classmates. She came to visit me and she said, it's cold. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. (laughs) I hear that a lot in in this country. (laughs) Yes. Wow. But you're all good now. You feel like you've got a handle on it. After six years, yes. you kind of know what to expect. Obviously, Toronto is a whole nother ball game, So you really eased yourself into west yes. to east. So, yeah. yeah. Did you find that there was a, a honeymoon period of sorts at the beginning? I guess you were, you know, so busy getting everything ready with school yes. and, and keeping distracted. So what was it like in those initial kind of first few months? Was there a moment when it, it kind of hit you that you'd made this huge life change? Yes, I had a moment like that. Um, I think it was the first week or the second week in October. And one day I was on the bus going home and I realized that I was in Vancouver for now, what, six weeks, right? And I said to myself, oh my God, this is the first time I've ever been out of my country for this long. And that's when I realized that this is home. I'm yeah. not going back. Like, I'm, I'm here now. 
and you and you loved it at that point as well yes. so yeah oh that's so powerful I love that and I, I agree I, I always speak about this like notion of home as well because I say I'm going home when I go to England but then I'm but then when I'm in England I say oh I'm going home to Canada in yes. two weeks so <laughs> you have you have these two homes and we're so lucky to to be able to call two places home but that's yeah right. the whole the whole feeling of home is so interesting to me but yeah, that sounds like a yeah crazy moment. I definitely had one of those too. I was like, wait, where am I? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> How quickly and drastically life can change. Like, it's just wild. Yes, that happens to me too. Yeah. So looking back over the past six years of your experience here, would you say it is mostly positive or, or negative experiences? Um, I would say it's it's been, I've been very lucky. I think it's been mostly positive. I mean, I've had my negative moments um, mm-hmm. and still do to this day I've really and I try to look at things through a different perspective I try to you know go back and and say okay why am I here and try to get myself grounded again when I do have those negative times but for the most part I think the number one difference that um, really has impacted my experience here is the people that I've been able to meet Um, I've been blessed really blessed to have met some amazing people um, from my classmates that uh, we were in a very good class. A lot of us were international students. So we were all going through this change together. You know? Wow. Yes. That's yeah. so great. I hear that all the time. It must be so nice to, as a student, be in, you know, automatically join this community almost and you support each other. That's so cool. Yeah. So we were going through it together. So then you know, the pain points, trying to figure stuff out. We were all going through the same process. So we we had all the same questions. We were, you know, sharing information. So that really helped. I think with, it softened the blow with coming here. Um, And then the other piece too um, is just the people. So I I have a church community as well in Vancouver and they were, they were like my second family. They were really like my family. And that really helped with my transition. And even now I still am connected with them, even though I'm in Toronto now. And then the move to Toronto also, once again, my church community has been my bedrock and the people I've been able to meet through work and also other immigrants who were going through the same thing. And we have the same problems, the same questions, the same issues. And, and in that, we're able to collectively have this shared experience that makes us stronger. Yeah. So I think for the most part, it's been positive. Negative wise, sometimes, you know, I, I still do feel lonely. I miss my family. Um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, the going gets rough and, and it's cold and, and you want to go to the beach or you just want to do something else or you just feel like, what am I doing? <laughs> yes. But you still, I try to remember, you know, I'm, this, this is for my career and this is for my future. So we just get through it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's definitely one of the biggest struggles that everybody faces, you know, missing family and friends. and But being able to come out on the other side of that and seeing the good in, in the experience as a whole, uh, like you said, it's so important. And yeah, the community plays a big part in that and um, yeah. being able to talk about how you feel and, and have people to confide in and support you. That's so important. Very yeah. important. Yeah. So now you've moved to Toronto and yes. you have some side hustles. Tell us about that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. So awesome. So I moved to Toronto a few years ago and um, it's been an amazing journey. Um, Toronto is a completely different city from Vancouver. It's more fast paced. It's the financial capital of Canada, and there's a lot happening here. It's a very multicultural society, which is really good because I, I you know, you, you get to meet people from all over the world. Lots of Jamaicans are here. That's a really interesting thing to see. There's so many Jamaicans here. It's amazing. And a lot of Caribbean people. And we even have a, a festival, Caribana, that happens every summer and people dress up. It's a carnival. Just like what they have, what the carnival that they have in Trinidad and Tobago and in Brazil. So it's it's really beautiful. Lots of, you know, nice costumes. Feathers. Yes, and feathers. Yes. <laughs> feathers everywhere. <laughs> feathers everywhere and dancing and, and a lot of enjoyment. Um, so it's been really nice. In terms of my side hustle, um, I decided to start a blog. And it's been on my heart 
to do blogging for a long time. My uh, my first career um, was in communication, so I, I'm a trained communicator. It's uh, what I do, and I wanted to practice my, my writing skills and, and massage those skills and, and have a creative outlet. So um, I started to write about personal finance because it's been a real interesting journey for me since I've been in Canada. Um, when I came here, I was a student, so I had to be very, very careful with my finances um, and ensure that I have um, an organized um, financial life because it was crucial as an immigrant and also as a student. And I did have a few learnings that I want to share with other people, especially immigrants who may be in a similar position. And the blog has been an amazing way for me to do that. Yeah, it's quite a daunting topic. I, yes. I know myself, I still don't know what an RSP or a TFSA <laughs> are. So this episode is definitely going to help at least one person. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> so thanks so much for sharing your top tips. I'm really excited. Um, so yeah, share away. What pieces of advice do you have? Um, I guess the first step that everyone has to do when they move here is open a bank account, right? Yes. So what do we need to know in, in order to do that? Um, what the what I've seen with most financial institutions now is the fact that they are focusing on immigrants. So there are programs specifically for immigrants that most um, banks and, and credit unions or whatever your financial institution is. Um, so when you go in, my first piece of advice is to really ask about programs for newcomers. Mm -hmm. So when you go in and you're sitting in front of a banking advisor, ask that question. What are I'm a new I'm a new immigrant. I just came here yesterday <laughs> or, or this morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm here to open my bank account. What programs do you have for me as a newcomer? And you will find that there are there's a whole slate of programs designed specifically for immigrants. Um, and if you have your if you come directly with your um, permanent residence, for example, there are programs that you can immediately sign up for and get very good rates, right? So ask that question. So I, please do ask that question. <laughs> Yeah, I see that all the time. The newcomer bank accounts are everywhere for sure. I guess there's nothing wrong with shopping around for a bank account, yes. right? There's so many different banks um, in Canada. So yeah, I, I didn't do that. I kind of just went with what my boyfriend, because he's Canadian, he just kind of took me to his bank. So I, yeah. it was just one of those things. But if I'd come by myself, I would definitely have shopped around because yeah, yeah, like you said, there's so many different offers. Right. Shop around and ask the question, like, what are your um, interest rates? Um, if you're interested in signing up for a credit card, uh, ask a question. What are the, what are the credit card um, interest rates here? And possibly negotiate if you can. Like, what do you have specifically for me as a newcomer? And, you know, you want to also look at some online banks as well. I know, and I'm not recommending, I'm just giving, you know, top tips that you can <laughs> go and check out for yourself. But I know like Tangerine, for example, it's fully online, but they have really good programs where um, there's one credit card program that they have that is very popular. It's um, There is no uh, annual fee attached to it, and you do, you do get cash back right? Mm -hmm. So ask for those programs and, and shop around and compare and contrast. There are lots of um, good finance, Canada-specific finance sites that really do that comparison for you. So I know, for example, a popular one that I've seen is um, from Jessica Morehouse. Um, she's really good and she provides really good Canadian-specific information. Um, oh, so cool. you can check her out. And then there's also Money After Graduation. So that's by Bridgette. She's really good. And she's based in Alberta. I think she does a lot of comparisons as well and walks through different financial institutions and what they offer. And you get to see side by side different comparisons. Oh, that's so useful. And of course, there's my site oh, as well. Oh, of course. Don't forget that. <laughs> Abundanceofjoe.com. And I, I will walk you through as well as an immigrant what you need to look out for. So that's the number one thing I would say. Ask for those special accounts that are specifically geared for immigrants. And in other things as well, I know some immigrants who come here and you want to buy a car immediately. When you go into these um, car dealerships, once again, ask for those things. What are your um, programs that you have for immigrants? Um, do you have any special financing program? I know some, some car dealerships have programs for students. If you are a student, you can get a credit. I know that was what I did. <laughs> 
I got a special credit just for being a student and for finishing because I'd finished school by that point and they had those credits available. So ask those questions and you'll be surprised what you'll be able to get. Yeah, you don't get if you don't ask. Why not? I mean, you're their customer or they want you to be. So leverage that. That's great advice. Really cool. I was really surprised with banking here because so in the UK, you don't pay to have an account. So oh. when I came here, I was so sh- I was like, wait, I have to pay you yes. for, for, to give you my money and then you make money off my money. I'm paying you. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I was I was so mad. <laughs> it's just one of those things in Canada. It's yeah, you pay a monthly fee. So I wanted to throw that in this episode in case there's any British people here. There is a monthly fee for bank yes. accounts. So don't think you're being ripped off. Unfortunately, it's one of those things. It's, that it's I have one to of those things. Yeah. And if you do ask about those, um, those special accounts for immigrants, there might be some that have no fees. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you might be lucky. Yeah. Or even maybe, you know, the first year free with no fees or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, cool. exactly. Yeah. Amazing. So let's talk about credit score because building yes. a credit store score in Canada is, is really important too for, you know, when you want to be eligible for loans or yes. buying your first home, etc. So can you break down what a credit score is first okay. of all for dummies and then some easy ways for newcomers to, to start building theirs? <laughs> all right. So a credit score here in Canada and, and in North America, um, for the most part is basically, it's a number that's usually between 350 and 850 that represents your credit risk to lenders. So the number denotes how well you've been able to manage all your um, liabilities and how you're managing um, credit credit properties such as credit cards or loans. It basically gives a snapshot of how responsibly you are in managing credit. So that number and the higher the number, the better it is that you have good credit. So if you have a credit score of 800, you're actually really doing very well. Okay. Right? <laughs> so that's uh, that's how it's 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 um it's evaluated and I know for can for for us when we come to Canada, some of us come from countries that do not have that system. I know for me in Jamaica we don't have that. So you're basically starting from scratch and you're trying to build your credit. So the best thing you can do is basically try and get like a low risk credit system. So some get to something like a, a credit card that probably has no annual fee and then try and manage it as, as best as possible. So if you have um, a, a credit uh, limit of maybe a thousand dollars, try to spend at least up to 70% of that credit limit. Don't go beyond that because then you, you can fall into the trap where your credit score might get affected. So try to keep it as you know, low as possible and try to manage it as best as possible. Try to pay your bill on time. Try to pay all of the bill if possible, or at least make your minimum payment so that you're managing your credit properly. So that's a good tip, I would say. And and be confident, like try your very best because I know it's a new country and you're trying to figure out so many things. But when it comes on to your money management, try to be as, I would say, as prudent as possible. Yeah, exactly. I what I used to do well what I still do is I I pick certain things to always use my credit card for so whether it's gas or groceries or something like that it's then really easy to remember to use your credit card for those things and then as soon as you get paid you just pay the whole thing off because you've budgeted that anyway um I'm sure we'll get into like how to kind of track your spends but if you have a budget for gas and things you already know that that's allocated with you know your paycheck and then you you can use your credit card so that's kind of what I did when I first got here very smart yay it's actually very (laughs) smart very smart and when you have a system like that what you're able to do is um you're able to manage manage what's happening and you know you have a handle on your situation now there's another thing that you have to pay attention to it's it's called your credit report now your credit report it provides a potential it provides to potential lenders um basic information about you like your accounts and your payment history so you'll find that when you come here and you're, you sign up for like what I use right now is, um, borrow well. So it's a, it's, it provides your credit report and it gives you a snapshot of what your credit looks like. So you see all the accounts that you have. So like your phone, 
bill with Fido, like for me. <laughs> and then if you have a credit card, you get to see the credit card, how much is owing on it. If you have a car loan, like it gives you a nice snapshot of all your accounts and your payment history. So that's your credit report. And by law, you are able to get your credit, one free credit report per year. So you can request that free credit report and take a look at it. Try and understand if the accounts are accurate, if the payment history is accurate. Are you, does your credit report actually reflect uh, what you've been doing in the past year? So it's a good way to catch any mistakes, any issues, any errors, so that you can always go and speak to your financial institutions to say, okay, I see this error on my credit report, what happened? So try and get it. It's one free credit report every year that you can get, and you can go online and apply for it, and it will come to your house. like They mail it to you. Mm-hmm. We'll have to put the link on how to get that in the show notes. Yeah, yes. so it's an online website of some kind. So we'll feature that yeah. in the, the show notes for sure. Yeah. Cool. So a lot of newcomers to Canada are faced with much higher costs of living when compared to their native countries. Yeah. I was the actual opposite because I come from the UK <laughs> where rent is just even crazier than here. So wow. I, I didn't have that. But a lot of people I speak to, um, they have, you know, they're, they're battling with that, that sudden higher living costs. So what tips do you have for, for ways to save money on, on just a day-to-day basis? Do you have any tips for us? Of course. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So the first thing I would say is when it comes on to sales, a lot of sales happen here in Canada. Like there's always a sale. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) what you need to do, yes, you need to figure out what these sales are and and what time of year do they normally come in. So I know for us, Black Friday is a big sales day. And for Black Friday, you can get really good deals on electronics. So if you're looking for a nice big flat screen TV, I would say if if you can wait, Black Friday is a good time to do that. Um, It's also good for things like a new phone plan. Like you get really good rates with really competitive um, things like data. You get 15 gigs. Like it's a really good time. Yes, I had I got my new phone plan on Black Friday at Walmart and there wasn't any deal with the price or the data, but they gave me $300 credit card to spend in Walmart. So that was crazy. I got 300 bucks back to spend in Walmart. So even things like that too. Really cool. Exactly. So that's a big time that you should really look out for and plan for Black Friday, even save for Black Friday. Um, Don't another... go crazy like in the States, though. Don't push no, people. No, no, no. <laughs> We're not about that in Canada. No. In Canada, I see these memes where it's like in the States and people are punching and then in Canada, it's like, no, after you. No, after you. <laughs> that is so accurate. <laughs> yeah. So polite. Uh, so polite, right? And then um, another, another crucial time here in Canada for sales is also... Um, during Boxing Week. So Boxing Day is a big shopping shopping day here in Canada. Right after Christmas Day, you get really good deals on clothing. Um, you get good deals on, you know, other things as well. Like you can get good deals on furniture. Like there are really good sales during Boxing Week. So those are the two big, big, big times, I would say, Black Friday and Boxing Week. Another piece I want to also um, tell people is, and it's more mostly an activity that you can do every single week, and that's um, looking at flyers. So each supermarket has a flyer, and there's a fantastic app called Flip, F-L-I-P-P. In this app, you have all the supermarkets and all the flyers for each week, and it gets uploaded every time a new flyer is released. So some supermarkets release flyers on Mondays. I think Costco is one of them. And then on Thursdays, um, most supermarkets release a new flyer on Thursday. So Walmart does that. And I think um, No Frills and Canadian Tire. And when, when it gets updated in the app, you can literally do a comparison shop. You put in the commodity that you're trying to buy. So if you're buying or the item you're trying to buy, if you're buying a banana, it will automatically show you all the different um, flyers that have a banana on sale that particular week. And then you can circle it in the app and then you can build a shopping list. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Based on that. I had no idea. That's awesome. Yeah. And then you get good (laughs) prices on, you know, your weekly shop. So that app is an amazing, amazing feature. If you're not into apps and you're more like a person who likes to look at flyers, when you go into the supermarket and you see the actual paper flyer, don't walk past it. Actually pick it up and go through it. Something in your on your shopping list might be on sale 
and might be in that flyer that you can point out and you can actually go and buy it. Yeah. Right? And there's loyalty cards for everything here. Yes. <laughs> so yes. even your grocery stores, they'll have a loyalty card, whether it's just, you know, you get points and then it, you redeem it for, for money later on or yeah. even gas. There's gas loyalty cards. So... Yeah, ask if there's a loyalty card too because I my yes. my wallet my um my fiance makes fun of me because I have so many cards and my wallet <laughs> won't even shut and he's yes. like do you even use those and I'm like no but I feel like I do um so yeah it's definitely worth it I definitely get you know I always save up my points and then around Christmas time I like buy my big kind of Christmas haul or something yes. like that so that you can always save them up and treat yourself too so yeah. Yeah, loyalty cards are amazing and there are some really good ones that you really can those points do come in handy. Yeah. For sure. I have another really amazing tip. Have you heard of honey? Yes. Because honey is incredible. I use it all the time. So if you are a retail online shopper, <laughs> which a lot of you are now, obviously due to the pandemic, a lot of people have gone online and started shopping online. So mm -hmm. if you buy a lot of things online, Oh, you have to have to download this. It's a plugin. So you just download it. It's completely free. It attaches itself to your web browser yes. um, just as a little extension. So you just download it. As I said, it's free. It attaches to your web browser. And then any website that you visit, if you shop, you put things in your cart and it will automatically pop up and just apply the coupons around the entire website, like the world of all coupons. Oh, wow. It scans and then it will just apply the promo code. So you don't do any work. It just scans all of everything out there and then it applies wow. the promo code to your cart so it's really a no-brainer it's completely free so so i actually do have a link if anybody wants to get that extension it's yes. bit.ly forward slash join honey canada so that's bit.ly forward slash join honey canada um you'll help support the podcast too but um yes definitely visit that yeah. and download that because it's free and you'll get all your promo codes <laughs> yes that's amazing that's amazing oh my god i love I i've heard of it I've heard of it. So it's I'll so definitely. Good. And it's just an extension. Yeah, yeah. It's and amazing. then it says, do you want to scan for coupons? And you're like, of course. <laughs> so then you hit scan and then it just scans the entire web for all of the codes possible. And then it will pick the highest discounted one wow. and put it straight into your cart. So pretty much every single time I shop online, I'll save 10, 20, 30 percent just for free wow. using this extension. So if you do a lot of shopping online bit.ly forward slash join honey candor <laughs> yes yes please do download it it sounds amazing yeah. wow so good yeah. so do you have any other money considerations as a newcomer maybe sure. any rental cost tips i know rent is a big deal for people yeah so rent rent is it's so expensive and especially yes. in the in the big cities like toronto vancouver those are very hot markets um i would say your best tip is to once again i would have to say this again again shop around yeah yes try and i know some people use realtors and that's also a good a good um a good way in which you can find a good price you just let a realtor know how much you're um, willing to spend and then they'll work very hard to give you one to give you something that you can afford but also look at different places look at Padmapper. look at um i know for me i've used craigslist and it worked really well and i was able to negotiate price <laughs> Uh -huh. So that was good. And I really love Padmapper because then you get to see a picture of the, the area that you're looking at. So you get an idea of how much people are paying within that particular area. Oh, that's gold. That's yeah. really good. And then how much it actually costs, like how many places are popping up that have availability and then what the cost is. So if, if it's a very expensive zone you can say okay okay that's not that's in the future Veto. <laughs> yeah exactly but then if you're if you see your price range then you can look around and then you can do your research around that so it's very very helpful um and then just if if possible you can negotiate with, with the um the ten the landlord as well ask you just never know you might just get a really good response so do negotiate um the other thing i wanted to talk about um was budgeting so as a as an immigrant you come here you probably come and you probably don't have a job as yet so you're job hunting and you have your budget that you're working with you're probably have all your savings from back home and you're bringing everything now to start anew it's very important that you have a plan 
So make a basic budget. Um, I have spreadsheets and I have a, on my website, I have an, um, a money guide that basically walks you through how you can organize your finances. You can take a look at all of your expenses and then put that side by side with all of the income that you have coming in. And if you have no income, then you, you basically give yourself an income for a particular month. That's what I did as a student. So that way I'm not blowing through money, right? Mm -hmm. Give yourself an income and, and give yourself a time frame. If I need to find a job within three months, and I need my, my, I need something to support me then. This is how much I'm going to be spending for this month and be very consistent with it and try to be, I'm not recommending frugality because it's not the best way to live, but with the tips that we've offered here and the different apps that are available, you can save some money, but have a budget, have a plan and, and try as much as possible to work within that budget. Yeah. I am um, what I loved about the the bank that I'm with in Canada is I actually set up an automatic transfer every month to my savings account yes. so I don't I don't even have to physically do it myself that money is just gone I get my paycheck I don't even see it it goes straight into my savings so there's no temptation involved it's already allocated every month to yes. my savings <laughs> and, and, and I'm very happy that you said that because that's the number one tip I always give automate 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 yes. <laughs> Automate your savings. Maybe I'm better than I thought I was. Oh, you're doing very well. (laughs) Do not save what is left after spending. Instead, spend what is left after saving. So make it a priority. And the best way to do that is to automate. And I know some people probably you have a lot on your plate. Even if it's $25, it's just a good start. Just automate. And you will see when it starts to build up and you look back, what, four months later and you're seeing a nice little you know, a bank of, um, of of funds, you realize that it all adds up and automation mm-hmm. really works because you then you don't have that temptation to touch the money. Yeah, 100%. Well, thank you, Jody, for your time. Thank You've been you. wonderful. I can't believe I've just been chatting about finances for the last 20 minutes. I wouldn't even know. <laughs> it's been a blast. <laughs> yes. Yes, it has Well, been. remind us, where can people go to check out your finance blog and get in touch with you? Awesome. So you can find me at www.abundanceofofjoe.com. And um, there I blog about all things personal finances. I also talk about money mindset. And I talk about how you can also make more money, like side hustles that you can venture in and, and how you can make $1,000 every month on top of your other income. Like it's just a place where I try to um, help people save money, make money, and live abundantly. So that's my goal. That is the dream, huh? Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was amazing. Thank you so, so much for listening. As always, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. And then if you're loving the show so far, recommend us to your friends. Spread word and help us grow this exciting community. Until next week. Bye.